0: Hello, welcome to the latest edition of the ALS Association Greater Philadelphia Chapter Podcast. I'm your host, Director of Communications and Public Policy here at the Greater Philadelphia Chapter, Tony Heil. That's a lot to say, so we'll just go with Tony for the rest of the episode. Uh, We have about 70 episodes of this podcast up online, and you can subscribe and listen on iTunes or on our website or on Podbean, all of which you can find at ALS Philadelphia or searching the ALS podcast. Uh, which you can find stories from people who have ALS, like our last episode with Wes Rose, uh, advocates, uh, legislators, researchers, a whole host of people that bring a lot of different perspectives. Uh, Before we get into this episode, I want to direct you to ways you can get involved now. And so our little plug for our events, go to www.alsphiladelphia.org and go to our calendar of events. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and all those other things. At ALS Philadelphia, which is a great easy way to spread awareness or let us know about certain things going on in your area. And if you have a topic you'd like to see discussed or someone you know has an interesting perspective, email me, Tony, T O N Y, at ALS uh, Now we're coming off of a great Phillies festival, uh, which we were discussing in the last podcast too. And we always talk about how thankful we are for the Phillies support. One of those families that was very involved with the Phillies was the Oppenheimer family, and they're still very involved in the ALS cause. Uh, if you've ever come to work at the ALS association or get involved and you meet Ellen Phillips, our chapter president, there's a good chance that she will say, let me tell you about Shelby Oppenheimer, um, because Shelby and her husband, Jeff, who's here on a podcast with us, made such an impact on Ellen and on the chapter and the ALS cause in general, Uh, that Ellen wants to use these stories because it makes a big difference in spreading awareness and getting more done to help end this disease. And Shelby's story is very important, as are all the stories, Uh, but Jeff, who's going to be our guest today, is going to tell us all about how that story motivated them to do a lot, inspires others, and how you can get involved in your own way wherever you live. So, Jeff, thanks for joining us, coming all the way out to Ambler from very far away in Bucks County. Uh, Thank you, Tony. To uh, join us on our podcast today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, so I mentioned Shelby. That's your connection. Um, yes. And she was diagnosed with ALS in... February of 1996. And so that was 20 years ago now. Yes. Just a little bit over. Um, it was a very different world back then. Um, there was a Clinton running for president. Uh, so it was a highly <laughs> different time. Uh, right. And so when you... At that time, though, there wasn't um, social media, there wasn't as much online. If you wanted to get online, you probably heard a dial tone before you did so. Right. So did you know much about ALS at the time? Not at all.
1: And in fact, uh, because Shelby was only 28 when she was diagnosed, um, it was really a long process to get to Mm -hmm. um, what is ALS. Um, We started off with just her um general family practitioner who referred us to a neurologist who referred us to a specialist and ultimately at Johns Hopkins we were told this is Garrigs
0: and I remember the story um, you can find we, you can find that on our uh, website by searching for it um, that he was in the bookstore when he really learned about what ALS meant right because even hearing that back in 1986 was like well what Correct.
1: There wasn't, you know, uh, an internet that you could um, or look Google. up these things. There was no Google. So um, we knew that it was bad. Um, but um, it wasn't until um, Shelby did her own research at a bookstore that we realized it was fatal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, by the time she was actually diagnosed, we understood what it was. but. Um, the, as we went down the specialist road, they would throw out, well, it could be this, or it could be that. It could be, you know, ALS, commonly referred to as Lou Gehrig's disease. That's only one possibility. Whatever you do, don't go look it up, because we don't know what it is. Right. And of course, you know, the first thing you do is you go and look it up. As anyone would. You, right, right, would. right. And um, it was devastating. Up until then, we thought pinched nerve. Uh, we had an array of things in our head um, based on Shelby being so young and so healthy. That wasn't one of them. And um, to to learn that this could be fatal, <clears throat> it was it was they were dark hours. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, and uh, and I appreciate you still sharing the story, um, Shelby clearly made an impact very quickly and you did too because it was a it, ALS is a family thing. no one no one should to take it on by themselves and thankfully no one has to when they're involved with the chapter. Um, so you guys met Ellen Phillips very quickly.
1: Correct. Um, we um, were very fortunate because we're transplants. We came from Columbus, Ohio and um, the company in New Jersey bought my company, and we were planning on moving to Tampa, and they said, well, you know, before you do that, would you come out and meet with us? And um, we weren't really taking it seriously, um, because when you're from Ohio and you're here in New Jersey, you think that all of New Jersey looks like Newark. No no offense, Newark. Um, uh, It's all right. I was
0: in New Jersey last week, and I couldn't tell what town I was in. (laughs) I I like it, but I didn't know where I was.
1: So we came out here, and the company was based in Ewing, and um, the area is fantastic. It's a beautiful area, uh, rolling hills, and we fell in love with the company. We fell in love with the area, and I believe it was God's plan because – Bar none, the Philadelphia ALS Association really um, leads the way in terms of providing patient services. So, um, as soon as she was diagnosed, they reached out to us. We went to the clinic and um, we started meeting people. Um, and Shelby was just one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um it's still hard to talk about.
0: Well, I appreciate you being willing of to Of course.
1: Share. You know, she uh, she's no longer with us as of um, June of last year. But um, just a radiant personality. <clears throat> so to see this young, beautiful woman afflicted with this horrible disease was moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Ellen, the ALS team said.
0: Whatever we can do to help. Yeah, we up. could use your help. And uh, I know that the chapter was smaller in 1996. Correct. You know, we didn't have as many staff. Right. The Phillies had done a lot, but the Phillies had only been involved around for about 10 years then, and now we're at 30 years. Right. Um, and so things have exploded in a, in a good way in terms of patient care. Right. Um, but Ellen knew that there were services here, and she wanted to get you connected. Because her first concern when she hears somebody, especially someone so young, is, I know that there's things we can do. That's her That's her right. modus operandi. Is, Correct. There's ways I know we can help you, and let's get that help.
1: Correct. And it was unbelievable, the level of support, um, the clinic being able to uh, go in, and rather than... You know, spending days going from doctor to doctor to be able to sit in one room and have one amazing specialist after another come through and see you was an enormous help. Um, So, we recognized early on that we were very fortunate in a very unfortunate situation um, to have the support of the ALS Association of Philadelphia. So, um, the first um, public event that Shelby did was something for um, Arlen Specter because he was very involved and very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that led to um, uh, an appearance before the FDA commission um, regarding a drug called myotrophin. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was still
0: early on. In very 90s, early right? on,
1: yes. To look at Shelby, you'd never know there was anything wrong with I've her.
0: I've seen the pictures of her yeah. testifying. And right. I was, and when I first saw it, I wasn't sure if it was her or just some Senate staffer, you know, just because she's sitting there.
1: Right. She was um, very fortunate. Um, through the grace of God, she had a slow progressing form.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, you know, the first three or four years, it was difficult from the sense of being a healthy person and seeing your capacity diminish. Um, But she was still living a quote-unquote, you know, normal life. Um, It's just she wasn't um, as capable as she once was, and the changes were smaller than um, what they became. So um, she testified, and we were... um, partnership (laughs) yeah she was the um in front of the camera persona and um i was the writer Mm -hmm. um so um we had some fun marital times uh working out her speeches Mm -hmm. um because i would take a first crack at it Mm -hmm. declare i have no writer's attachment whatsoever Mm -hmm. she would give me her critique and then i would go off and brood for about 20 minutes (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and then realized that, of course, Shelby was right. And, you know, we'd make it better. As a person um,
0: that writes here, I understand where you're <laughs> from. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. I promise you. Right? It doesn't hurt.
1: But it hurts. <laughs> um, so uh, we were a team. And it's just one of those things where she had this effervescent, very telegenic personality to meet her, to see her.
0: And you guys found a voice together. Was to love her. And you, you obviously loved her to begin with, and had one voice. But you guys created—you were a team, correct? And I think, you know, I was talking to—you know—we talk about teams like the Phillies. I was talking to West and West Rose for mm. the last podcast, and you end up having that voice as one couple or a family. You know that you're in this together, and you kind of can finish each other's sentences and. And know where everyone is. And that helps everybody. Shelby and I were two halves of of one hole. Of, of a very big hole. Very, very big <laughs> W-H-O-L-E. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, couldn't have one without the other. And I, I got the impression, and I wasn't around here at that time. I hadn't had ALS enter my life at that point. Um, it wouldn't be for a number of years then. But so that she wanted... To get out there, she wanted people to see what ALS was. Oh, without a doubt, you know, and that takes a lot of
1: strength, especially then. Shelby, you know, they they um, call Lou Gehrig um, the Iron Horse. Shelby was the Iron Daisy. Mm. She's the sweetest, loveliest person. Mm-hmm. And but beneath that was just steel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it takes a lot of that to do that. And I think, you know, from other people with ALS and families that have seen that, that was an inspiration and continues to be to you know, a lot of people who've met her along the way. You know, we talked about Kevin who has ALS and you, you know, love Kevin. Who doesn't? Right. Um, there might be someone, but that person's a jerk. <laughs> um, so, you know, they see those stories and they're yep. inspired to keep doing things. So, um, so, you saw a lot of power from from that advocacy, and you you saw that things could get done, right? Yes. Research funding. What, what did yes. you see that happened as a result of that?
1: Well, um, so um, as a result of our involvement with um, trying to get myotrophin approved, mm-hmm. um, we had a great congressman. Mm-hmm. Um, there's since been a couple uh, since him, uh, Jim Greenwood. Mm-hmm. And as fate would have it, Jim was working on the FDA Modernization Act. Mm -hmm. So um, he heard about her testimony. He saw someone that represented the struggle of a patient, and he saw somebody who was very compelling, and we became involved in that, which was satisfying from the standpoint of we weren't just working on behalf of ALS patients. We were working on behalf of all patients mm-hmm. to make the process of getting drugs better. Um, myotrophin went down mm-hmm. um, by the by an FDA vote, um, and it was tragic because it provided some hope and it had clinical um, results, but for reasons that are hard to understand, um, it was voted down. There wasn't one clinician on that review board. There wasn't one person that saw patients. Mm-hmm. You know, they were they were data jockeys, which, you know, of course, that's extremely important from the FDA pers- perspective, but there's got to be flesh and blood. And Congressman Greenwood, he... Um, <clears throat> He dedicated the bill to Shelby, um, and as part of that bill, on every FDA review board, um, there has to be a clinician. So, you know, she made the world a better place.
0: Yeah, and you know, now we go to Washington, again this year we went, and there were hundreds of people with ALS, and, good, and, and, and family members. Uh, I think there were over six hundred people at Advocacy wow. Day this year. Um, and we had, from our chapter, around 50 people that came from just our chapter alone. Um, and I don't know, when you guys went, how many people did you see in those early days that were uh, there as far as Forty-five. There? From across the country, right? Right,
1: right. Forty-five, fifty.
0: So, so when they see you know, you guys, your words, maybe from behind the scenes or Shelby's face in front of the camera, you know, it, it obviously has inspired other people. And there's millions of dollars in research that now exists that continues year after year that may not have been there without people adding their voices the person with ALS. So it's not just the data. Because politicians aren't driven by data as much as they're driven by people like you guys. Right. Voters. Well, not just well, voters, but by human beings. Right. You know? right. You know, I know that you've met with... Um, Bucks County has been very good when it comes to ALS. Mike Fitzpatrick's been very good on this. Patrick Murphy was very good. Um, it seems like if you're coming from Bucks County like you're going to know about ALS because there's a lot of really good people that have ALS that are from there, unfortunately or fortunately.
1: Right. Uh, Well, that's satisfying to know and also sad to hear. Yeah, well. It's a double-edged sword, of course.
0: But you've seen the power of personal stories. Yes,
1: absolutely. So, um, you know, we were involved in in that, and then um, she testified a couple times um, before Congress one was directly about ALS funding mm-hmm. um, and then the other time it was in regards to generic drugs and how it relates to orphan diseases, mm-hmm. um, Both of which are you can still Google or you know type in Shelby with an
0: I.E Oppenheimer on C-span and watch your testimony. Mm-hmm. And, and I, we had that up when we posted it a couple of years ago um, because of the 30th anniversary of the Phillies, and we'll talk about that soon. Uh, But if you're listening and you want to be like Shelby and Jeff and share your story as an ALS advocate, uh, you can email me, Tony, at Um, ALSPhiladelphia.org. We're in June of 2016 right now, and it's a great time to be an advocate. There's a lot of bills in Congress that are affecting funding and other things. And there's a lot of uh, bills in the states with funding. And Jeff, you came out to Pennsylvania this year to help out again. Yes. Uh, so, what was your experience there? Was very good, right, going to Harrisburg?
1: Yeah, it was tremendous. Um, okay, good because I helped with that. So, yes, way. no, it was it was it was
0: it was excellent. Um, I made new
1: friends, Dale Miller being one of them.
0: And you can listen to his podcast. We did. One oh, of them. is that right? Yeah, it's okay, on, it's um, on here.
1: So, uh, as well as meeting some uh, patients that I had never met before, and patients that I knew very well, and of course the unbelievable staff uh, from the ALS Association, which I know that would be difficult for you to say, uh, being one of them, but I can share with you that um, it is an amazing organization uh, that I'm proud to be affiliated with. And uh, we knocked on doors and it made a huge difference Mm -hmm. um, to tell people what it means for a family to have ALS. There's a patient who has ALS, but the whole family has ALS. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a real struggle on so many fronts, emotionally, financially, um, and the ALS Association does everything that they can, but um, it really helps to have a responsive government that appreciates that through no fault of your own, there's nothing behavioral about ALS is something that just happens and through no fault of your own whether you're black white yellow purple polka dot, Democrat Republican it doesn't matter um, if it happens it happens to your family uh, and the struggle is immense and this is where I think a government can come together and support people that really need help and when you tell that story um, to a legislator and it doesn't matter which party Mm -hmm. um, they understand that this is why we collect taxes to create a collective well-being and support Pennsylvanians um, that really need help and I feel like uh, Dale and I um, made the case Um, and I want to personally thank, um, those, uh, senators and representatives that helped and particularly Senator, uh, Chuck McElhinney, I hope I pronounced his name right. Mm -hmm. It's always a challenge. Um, uh, but he followed up with a letter and is working hard to get us the support that we need, um, in a tough budget year. We appreciate, you know, that we all pay into it, that that's hard earned money. Um, but the Senator, uh, is uh, a good friend of the people of Pennsylvania and a good friend to those families that are working, struggling, and
0: um, living with ALS. It is very rewarding when we get a letter back from a legislator like Senator McElhaney who said, I met with Jeff and Dale and Beth. I think she was there too. And, 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 I met, and I was really impacted by their story, and I want to do more. You were involved in advocacy 20 years ago, almost. Um, do you find that the response just keeps getting better? That people understand ALS better on the lawmaker level. Um, you, you had good support from Arnold Specter back then, but now more people understand what this disease is and what research can help can uh, can do.
1: Yeah, I do think that um, in the last 20 years. Um, with uh, the internet, uh, with certainly, I mean, the Ice Bucket Challenge raised a lot of awareness. Project Hollywood raised a lot of awareness um, that people are more familiar with ALS. Unfortunately, we've lost great people that were public figures to ALS. Um, All of that contributes to a raised awareness, which certainly helps out. A great mm-hmm. deal um, to uh, to get action.
0: Yeah it, it is nicer not that I want people to be connected to ALS but it's nicer when I go to meet with a lawmaker and they say oh ALS I know that. You know you don't want them to have a connection because you know the disease is terrible but you like that they aren't like oh who are you.
1: Right and It it certainly helps that they have a familiarity to work with. Now one group That
0: does have a very strong familiarity with ALS is the Philadelphia Phillies. And we just had the Phillies Festival. Uh, Now, after 32 years, they've raised around $17 million for the ALS cause, which is just, it's it's never easy to wrap our head around the fact that they're so supportive. Um, When did you guys start getting connected with the Phillies and their work?
1: Well, it's funny, Tony, because um, I'm a huge... Baseball fan. So uh when we lived in Columbus, Ohio, and uh we talked about moving. Um I got, you know, I looked at every uh major league city mm-hmm. um, and uh the pros and cons. I wanted a city that didn't have the DH. Um, <laughs> wow, that's that's really narrowing down. <laughs> uh, so you know, that it was one more reason why Philadelphia seemed like a good place. And So I go from baseball fan with no um, baseball to within a year um, sitting at a round table with the Shillings, Mm -hmm. um, and Kurt and I were talking about what his chances were of winning the Cy Young that that year. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was exciting and glamorous to be able to not just go to games but to meet the organization. And then it turns out that the people behind the organization, they're my heroes. Um, Bill Giles, you know, uh, th- these people were just so caring, so compassionate um, that uh, I just could not get over what a great organization the Phillies were and are to this day made up of champions, um, in the front office. Um, and, uh, it's been an honor and a pleasure to get to know, uh, the, the, um, people that work for the Phillies and the players, you know, going back to the shillings, um, Ryan Howard. Uh, I remember, um, having an in-depth conversation with Cole Hamels, um, because, He wanted to understand, like, why can't we, why can't we just beat this, you know, like we can beat the Nationals kind of thing, you know, Uh and, um, uh, Ryan, you know, Ryan Howard's another one, Mickey Morandini comes to mind, um, as people that, um, are great on and off the
0: field. And, you know, we, like I said, we had the festival, um, just a few days ago, and Peggy Morandini, Mickey's wife. Yes. Yeah. She's walking around, then. yeah, you know, she's so excited to be there, and we're excited to have them. But they were, they are the ones going up to people. It wasn't us saying, "Oh, can we go talk to them?" You know, they're they're the ones that are approaching the the patients and the families and Ellen and everything. And it's it's really neat to see that it's ingrained in their culture, like you're saying.
1: Unbelievable. Yeah, the Phillies wives. I mean, people talk about Kurt Schilling. How about Shonda Schilling mm-hmm. as someone that just lives life with such passion mm-hmm. and really makes a difference. Um, it's just an honor to know these people.
0: And, and you know, you you say it's an honor to know the people at the Phillies. It's, And it's not really about baseball anywhere. I mean, it is because they don't have a designated hitter, but it's more, <laughs> it's you know, you're not into them because of the celebrity aspect of it. You're into it because of the human part, that they're good people who are trying to help others. And it's sincere. The sincerity is something that I think is just underappreciated because when you're a fan, you're a fan from a distance a lot. Right. It's, it's hard to grasp that sincerity of charity from the Phillies.
1: Well, I've had the opportunity to speak with
0: many of them with no cameras on, and um, they're amazing. Yeah, I was really impressed, and I, and I continue to be not just with you know, the people you said who've been there from the front office, like John Weber and um, the Giles and everyone. But the new players who come in, and they're just in, totally into it. And they're asking questions, like you said. And they're, they're not just like, I'll oh, walk around. They, they really are all on the same page when it comes to striking out ALS. I think it makes the team better
1: yeah. that they have that shared passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, from a fan experience, it definitely makes it better. Mm-hmm. These are uh, really good people.
0: It helps to. It's easier to root for people. When yes, like it them. is. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like when the when you have to on your team and you're like, oh, I got to root for this guy, football, right? You know, you know, right. Nothing again. Maybe he's a good guy now. I don't know. I really haven't paid attention to that, but it does make it a lot easier when your friends you're on the same page with them. Um, so you you've you've seen the impact of advocacy, and um, you've seen the impact of you know showing your personal story out there, and, and you know the benefit of the Phillies to the ALS cause. Um, If you're, if someone's listening now and they just were diagnosed or maybe they lost someone years ago and they want to get involved, what would you tell them about what they could do or um, what they should know?
1: Well, (laughs) that's a good question. That's my job. (laughs) Uh, For the patient, I just, Want to share my sincere, heartfelt sympathy and know that there will be dark days. Mm -hmm. After those dark days, there will be light days. And after those light days, there will be dark days. And I pray for your strength, your wellness. Um for the families, the same, um, and for the rest of the world, I want you to share <clears throat> my commitment that you will not throw dirt on me until we beat this. Um, it's too too tragic mm-hmm. you know. Um. Her daughter just graduated. Shelby and I would be planning our lives, but it's just not the way it's going to be. Um, and I'm grateful for all that we had, but I'm angry.
0: And that's okay for people to be angry. That's oh, yeah. That's absolutely. something to get out there. Is, oh, get pissed. Yeah. And then get active. That's a good way of putting it. And, uh, we, we want to give you every opportunity to get active. I know we always tell people we, uh, we're a nonprofit, so we're always soliciting for donations, of course. And you can do that, and we'd appreciate it. But We would appreciate it. You, your your experience is there's lots of ways to get active. You know, maybe you don't have a lot of means, but you can share your story. You can meet with your lawmaker. You can um, talk to people of uh, stature in your community who can help raise more awareness. Correct. You can hold an event, you can go, you can do a lot of things to get pissed and get active. Or volunteer.
1: Yes. And uh, I encourage you to do all of it. Um, I was very gratified to be a part of the contingency that went to Harrisburg. And, uh, of course, it's difficult, but... Um, you know, I promised Alan
0: that I'll be back well we appreciate you coming back we appreciate all that you've done and all that you'll continue to do and not only that all we'll continue to do, to get, continue to do together I look forward to it and if you'd like to continue to do these things with us uh, and find a way whether it's here at the Greater Philadelphia Chapter or maybe you're listening somewhere else and there's a chapter near you um, you can go either to our website, ALSPhiladelphia.org, email me, Tony, at ALSPhiladelphia.org. And if you're from outside of our region, go to ALSA.org. Uh, as Jeff would say, there's a lot of great people all over the country that could use your support. Uh, thank you, Jeff, for coming in, sharing your story. and My pleasure. We Truly. hope that all of you will benefit from it and share your stories as well. And, uh, we'll, and make sure to subscribe on iTunes and uh, share this to help raise more awareness of the ALS cause. And Tony, what was that website again? ALSPhiladelphia.org. Excellent. and Excellent. You can go on iTunes and find all these podcasts or we have them on our social media as well.